It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual selves. Um, 2020 was such a tough year for everyone. And the topic that we're going to talk about today is gratitude. And so um, we're here at uh, the more than the halfway mark of 2021. Uh, It's about... um, now the middle of August, as we're doing this recording. And I still feel the need to remind people that uh, it is our personal responsibility to stay healthy, healthy of mind and healthy of body. And although we have more than half of the population that has been vaccinated, which is awesome for, for individuals who have compromised health, we have a a good portion that are choosing not to be vaccinated and that is their choice. But in both categories, I want to remind people very, very strongly that the vaccine is not the total answer. We know now that after eight months, the viability of the vaccine is um, somewhat compromised. It is going down and they're talking to everyone about a booster shot. And I don't know how many of you remember back when you were kids, but we were all put on antibiotics pretty regularly. And pretty soon the antibiotics didn't work anymore. And I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen with these vaccines is I have known people who did have their D3, which is your immune system, checked out uh, with their physical because I've been talking about how important that is. And, I knew their numbers. And after the vaccine, their numbers went down. Their immune system actually was compromised. So my concern at this point is that if you're not taking vitamin D3, if you're not taking vitamin C, if you're not taking zinc, if you're not doing your Bs, you know, B6, B12, um, if you're not paying attention to that kind of supplementation to keep your immune system where it needs to be, and you're only trusting a vaccine and you're not changing any other part of your life, there are going to be complications. I guarantee it. And we talk a lot about, and you know, the physicality of these four areas, because if you lose your physical health, it is going to be very difficult for you to work on the emotional, mental, and spiritual. And I know my guest understands that as well as Uh, you have to be healthy. So for goodness sakes, I do encourage you to go to my website, www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com and check out Boomers Forever Young. They uh, have amazing world-class products that will keep you healthy. There are testimonies there. There are videos. There are blogs. Uh, Please read and, and educate yourself. Even if you decide you don't want to take anything, just educate yourself and understand the importance of keeping your immune system healthy and keeping that inflammation level low. If you do decide to order something, if you use my first name only, L-U-C-Y, 
uh, in the discount code. When you check out, you'll get $5 off each and every time that you order. You just have to put my name in. Um, and I use the products. I will tell you that my inflammation level is a 0.3. You want it below one. And mine is a 0.3. Um, I also will tell you that my immune function is a 75. And you want that above 70. And I will tell you too, that the majority of people here in our sunny state of Florida, their immune function is probably between 40 and 45 of the people I know. So being out in the sunshine, having occasional oranges and grapefruit is not gonna do it. You know, you're going to have to do some supplementing. So please, please take care of yourself. All right, I am uh, I'm done with my little uh, soapbox. <laughs> you know, like I, I just am so concerned about everybody these days because I'm, I'm very much aware that many people are just thinking that because they have the vaccine, they're, they're good to go. And <clears throat> unfortunately, you're not. All right. So I have with me uh, for a second time, uh, Margaret Martin, and uh, she wrote The Chatter That Matters. Your words are your power. And she also wrote your uh, Chatter Matters Journal of Gratitude. And that's what we're going to talk about today is, you know, the importance of using gratitude to keep your mental health, you know, in a positive place. And it does make a difference, you know, when we um, look at things that we're grateful for each and every day. So that's going to be our focus. Um, she actually assists individuals and organizations in developing solutions for their needs. And she believes her mission is to help people change their mindset so that they can transform their life. So welcome back, Margaret. I'm really glad to have you back on the show with me. Well, thank you so much, Lucy. It is an honor and pleasure to be here and talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is gratitude. Which is gratitude. So when did you kind of begin to recognize the importance of having gratitude for what's going on in your life and, and maybe looking around you? I mean, were you a, a little kid or, you know, when did that happen? No, actually, it was pretty interesting. I was reading a book uh, called Simple Abundance, a day book of comfort and joy and by Sarah Van Brethnock. And it's a really sort of fun book to read because it has, you know, a, a reading every day. Uh -huh. And so at some point, and I, it's been a while since I've read it, I do reread books from time to time, but it's been a while since I've read it. So it was in there. And she talked about the benefits of gratitude. And writing down three to five things about each day for which you're grateful. If you do that at the end of the day, um, you know, you go to bed with, with that sense of gratitude. Uh -huh. And <clears throat> so I started my practice back then. I have been through probably 10 <clears throat> or 11 journals. I've kept them all. And so in 2016, I thought, why am I buying other journals. Why don't I just publish my own? So I did. And if they, it was really pretty easy to publish. And um, I have a couple of uh, reliable editors. <laughs> uh -huh. So they went through and just made sure because there was 
it's mostly lines on a page and a few and a few quotes. Uh, every five pages, there's a quote at either the top or the bottom, and they're quotes that just are things that that you can you, you can be grateful for or think you know just make you think. It's like um, Albert Einstein. Here's one: In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity, and those are sometimes the things we forget. You know, we right. Can, and one of the other things Louise Hay says, if everybody remembers her, she's sort of the queen of, uh, of uh, affirmations. And, um, but she, she's, uh, she said, you can't be unhappy and grateful at the same time. Oh, that's very interesting and very true. So when you're having a down day or things are, you're, you know, you just don't feel like things are going right, and if you just think, stop right then, catch yourself and say, wait, look, look what I have to be grateful for in my life. We Americans are pretty blessed. We have electricity, running water at a moment's notice and all the time for the mm -hmm. most part. We have air conditioning, we have heat, we have usually pretty nice homes or a, a comfortable bed. And so there's so many things that you can, you can think about to be grateful for just in your normal everyday life. And one of my friends says, hey, if you're struggling to think of what something, be grateful for toilet paper. And last year, <laughs> that was one of the <laughs> things we were definitely grateful for is being able to find the toilet paper when everybody went on a crazy buying mission and toilet paper was not to be found for a while. So yeah, uh, that's true. And, you know, and right now, um, you know, as we're recording, they're trying to get all of these people out of Afghanistan. Exactly. And they have nothing. I mean, you know, they're worried that they're not even going to have their lives exactly. um, because, you know, a lot of them were helping Americans and, yes. you know, the, unfortunately, you know, with computers, facial recognition, they know who all of those people were that were helping. Yeah. And so, you know, are they going to be targeted? I mean, that remains to be seen. Exactly. Women have been interviewed. And of course, a lot of them have been doctors and teachers, and they've been educated in these last 20 years. Are they going to get to continue doing, you know, what they love to do? Or do they have to go back to living the life that they once had to live? And exactly. so, you know, gratitude of where we are, as we look around the world in Africa and, you know, so many other countries where there's nothing. Exactly. And not too far from us here in Florida is Haiti that's going through not only that yes. second earthquake in, uh, in a few years and a tropical storm that came across at the same time. Right. And I was listening the other day to an interview on um, PBS um, and just for a small segment of when I was driving. And this particular person was taught as a journalist and had talked with somebody, uh, some people in, um, in Haiti and said, we know nobody's coming to help. Wow. That's almost the same kind of thinking when we had the hurricane that went through New Orleans yeah. all those years ago, where you know people honestly <laughs> believed that they were being left behind, that nobody was going to be there. Yeah. And because Haiti, you know, here's the other big issue with Haiti. And, um, and I know several people that are from there. 
Um, there is a government, unfortunately, in Haiti that is very corrupt. Yes. And so um, th this one young man that I've worked with, uh, his mother was a business owner and she was killed by robbers just because she was successful. They just went in and it wasn't like, I'm going to rob you. I'm going to rob you and kill you. And so her husband actually witnessed his wife's death. This young man that I've worked with, you know, is was sent out of the country a few years earlier in order to get an education and maybe be able to make something of his life because they knew that he wouldn't be able to do it in Haiti. Um, so I don't, I don't even know how, unfortunately, I mean, you can go in and you can try to help the people that are there, but once they get back on their feet, it's like everything is controlled and taken away from yeah, them yeah. by this corrupt government. So, so I don't even, even know what the answer is on that situation. Me either. And as much as people are complaining about everything these days, mm -hmm. <laughs> from, from politics to you know, COVID to everything else, this is when I, I do pause and say, you know, as bad as things may appear in the rest of the world, in my world right here where I am, I am very grateful for all of these, whatever it is. And, I, you know, when we get back to the gratitude and yeah, you may not like what the government is doing right now, but, you know, we happen to live in a pretty darn good country uh -huh. and just being grateful for being born here. Uh -huh. Oh, I think about that often. It's like, holy cow, I am so grateful. I was born in this United States. It, right. it had its ups and downs through the years and it will, you know, it'll, 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 it, that's just the nature of, I think of mother earth and the way the seasons of life, you know, the ups and downs, but if we can just pause and what, and I do have the habit of almost, almost every night of my life for the last 20 years plus, uh, I have written down three to five things about the day for which I'm grateful. And sometimes it's 10 or 20, but, you know, I look at, at small things and, you know, you know, abundance of this, or my, my, I used to live in um, where I had a rose, couple of rose bushes, and one was so fragrant. I was always excited when it bloomed because it's right by my garage. And every time I walked out to go do anything, I walked right by it. So I, you know, when it bloomed, and I go by and and smell it. I didn't want to, you know, snip it and bring it inside because I just wanted to have it right there. So right. And, you know, the simple things like that, that we forget, or, you know, phone calls with our friends that we haven't seen and how precious are those, especially when we couldn't be traveling. Right. Right. And, and so, and people, I've heard some people say about last year that a couple, I heard a couple of senior citizens talking, they said, you know, we were robbed last year we don't have enough time to, and, and I thought, oh, I'm getting away from this conversation <laughs> because, you know, we all learned a whole lot last year. Yes. There's a lot, a lot we learned that, and a lot of companies learned. I did some work in career transition with a company that had formerly had a policy of no remote work. Well, and now, found, and now I don't know. I haven't 
you know, I haven't worked, I've talked with anyone there in a while, but obviously when, you know, all they, they were an organization did, that did have some frontline people that had to be there, but the rest of the team, everybody else was working remotely. And what they found is a lot of these people were much more productive, even when they were balancing children at home and everything else, because they didn't have the stress of the drive and they didn't have the stress of some of the other things that go on in an office setting. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes it was even, you know, the, the uh, micromanager manager. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And, and so, so when, when we could step back and think about, oh, so we became inventive about a lot of things. Um, I'd been on Zoom for several years prior to last year. And when everybody else in the world wish I'd bought some stock was the only regret. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thinking about, um, but, you know, that's why I thought, no, I'm grateful because I learned a lot of things and it was hard. There is no doubt about it. It was hard when I couldn't go and, you know, go see my children and grandchildren who live close by. That was really hard or see them, you know, six feet or 10 feet away in my front yard. And but you know what? I was grateful they were there. Uh-huh. I was grateful we could do FaceTime or or other things with other family members and get together. We we do happy hour every now and then. Right. <laughs> so, right. so so we had, you know, there are a lot of things that as bad as things are, there's always something good. There's just uh-huh. always something good. You just we just have to pause and dig a little bit. And I think that that's that's another thing I talk about a whole lot in my social media posts is you know kindness and being grateful and being grateful for people being kind to you, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to share um, a recently recorded show with a gal that uh, lives in Hawaii and she spent five weeks in Italy. And what she noticed was, you know, in the small town where she spent three of those five weeks, everybody was very courteous, kind, thoughtful to one another. And it's more like a a smaller village Mm -hmm. where everybody kind of knew each other. And she was there on a writing assignment. But as she was coming back to the United States, you know, the um, disrespectful, I will say, mannerisms of people that were in airports Mm -hmm. And we're talking to flight attendants and we're talking to, um, you know, just people around them. I mean, there was so much anger and um, just, you know, the, the energy that she was feeling. And she's a yoga instructor and a writer herself. And so she could honestly and truly feel this very negative combative energy. And uh, she said there was a person in front of her that was concerned about some changes in his itinerary. And of course, uh, having some difficulty making all of that happen, but using a lot of profanity. So Mm -hmm. when it was her turn to move up in line and be in front of this person um, that had been receiving all of the negative energy, she apologized, you know, for him, she said, you Uh, handled that beautifully. And, you know, it's unfortunate that you had to experience that. And so she was acknowledging, you know, what had happened to him 
and supporting you know, him. And I think that that's part of what we are all going through and learning is the importance of taking time to step back from a situation, you know, breathe, Um, you know, don't let your emotions, you know, run away with you. And that's, that's hard. And and yet at the same time, uh, you know, we're so used to in America, having choices, and being able to do whatever we want to do pretty much whenever we want to do it. And that has been lost, you know, to some degree over the last year and a half, there are a lot more restrictions of what we can do and not do. And yet other places in the world have accepted and are understanding and are, you know, working collaboratively with each other. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're going to have to go because, um, you know, life isn't always fair, but like you said, even the obstacles that are there have lessons within them. And the lessons might be, you know, for us personally to learn, not just the world to learn, but exactly. Wow. I mean, there's just, there's a lot out there that's challenging. Uh, We've got fires all over California. We've got uh, record heat in many parts of the world that have never seen triple digits. We've got water shortages. I mean, we've got some serious issues here on planet Earth. Yes. And I will say that, and I I think we talked about this before briefly, is the fact that, you know, my theory about the COVID situation was Mother Mother Nature got pissed at us and said, go home. (laughs) Go home and go to your room and do better. And some people, a lot of people did. And we saw a lot of good positive changes. And then when all of a sudden everybody thinks COVID is over, and they're out doing all those even worse things because they're, I think they're angry as for having to follow directions they don't necessarily like. I didn't like it either. I'm, pre- I'm very healthy. And, but I have family members who are not. Uh-huh. And even though they may be taking all the supplements and everything else, they have... Con- they have health conditions. That right. And if you had pre-existing conditions, all the more reason, exactly. you know, use the vaccine, but, but, you know, bump up your immune system by taking exactly. D and, and C. Right. And then, and then I have grandchildren. Yeah. And so, you know, they can't get the boost for the shot, the vaccine. And uh-huh. so, you know, I have concerns about them all of the all of these people that are my family members as well as other people's children right and um anyway i think that's where we need to again practice our kindness send you know i was thinking about somebody this morning and that that was being i guess i'd been on social media a few minutes before i got in the shower and i happened to think about that particular individual while i was in the shower and i said you know you need some love. I'm just going to send you some love. <laughs> so I, I just, you know, with my, in my mind, I just sort of, you know, opened my heart and sent this person some love uh-huh. and, you know, being grateful that I'm in a good spot and yeah, things could be like everybody, a few things could improve in my life, but you know what? I'm in a pretty good spot. And so practicing the gratitude, extending kindness and love. I think those are the key things we need to do right now. And we can send love without having to do anything and nobody even knows it. 
Right, right. All you need to do is just, in fact, that's one of the things that, um, uh, you know, this young lady that I was interviewing, uh, she was saying that when she studied with the yoga masters years ago, you know, they had pointed out that just sending love and kindness and thoughtfulness out energetically affects 10,000 people. Yeah. You know, because the energy that goes that direction. And I think when we're in a, a store, you know, like around here, it's Publix, or you can be at Walgreens or CVS or, you know, wherever you might be. But I've noticed that when you have eye contact with someone and just smile with your eyes, you know, or say, you know, good afternoon, or hope your day is going well, or just something that's kind, that it makes such a big difference, you know, to that one person. Yeah, it does. And um, it, it is amazing what a difference we can make. It's just the simple, simple things. And uh, I wanted to share a quick story that, that happened just last night about the gratitude and gratitude journal that I have. And so, of course, all family members got a copy. And, and so my daughter, I was at my daughter's house and she has a, a 10-year-old and 7-year-old, uh, 10-year-old boy, 7-year-old little girl. And she would happen to be sorting through her books and she's not used her gratitude journal. She uses another journal. So that was fine. But her, her daughter picked up the journal, the gratitude journal and was looking at it. And I said, by the way, do you recognize the name of the person who wrote the book? And then by that time she'd gotten to the back, she saw it was a bunch of lines and she got to the back and there's a picture of me in there. And she said, is that you, Grandma? And I said, yeah, that's me. I said, I, I published this book so we could write our gratitudes. Uh -huh. and, and so my daughter said, you know how we write down things, you know, that we're grateful for? You uh -huh. can use that one if you want. So within a second, she had hopped on her scooter and scooted into her room, <laughs> put her the gratitude journal in her room to use. So that made my heart sing. It just warmed my heart that, yeah, she wanted to use grandma's journal. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's really nice. And that's such a good habit to have, starting with the kids. And I know several people have said, well, we don't necessarily write them down, but some people share them at dinner time. Uh huh. And so they'll they'll go around the table and say, you know, what are you grateful for about today? And I think that those are such good habits to start our children with, uh -huh. you know, and it, it's not about waiting till Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, no, that's very true. Um, one of the things that we had always done at Thanksgiving was um, we had names on the table of people who could no longer be with us. You know, they were deceased or they were, you know, like very far apart from where we lived. And so everybody would take a name and then talk about that individual, how grateful we were for knowing them. And these are some of the reasons. Yes. And so they became part of the Thanksgiving dinner, even though they could no longer be there. Yeah, that's, that's a good exercise. And that made me think of one, and I may have this, this story slightly wrong, but it seems to me that they've done this in a classroom or maybe a work environment where you pick a name out of a hat of maybe one of the, your, your, um, your classmates or your coworkers, mm -hmm. and you write down three things, one or 
one or three or you know whatever they suggest, things you appreciate about them. Sort of the same thing. Appreciation and gratitude are sort of the same. Uh-huh. And so, um, and then they, you know, you, you have the name and so you fold it back up and then the person comes later and, or the names are distributed so that you, you don't know who wrote what about you. Right. And, and, but they, they tell, you know, what are three, you know, what's one thing you appreciate about Lucy or what's one thing you appreciate about Margaret or whoever it is. And I think this is such a, a cool thing to do, especially in our classrooms, in our work environments, because uh, it, it helps real people realize, you know, we're all in the we're all in the same ocean. We may be in different boats, <laughs> right? But we all are in the same ocean, and you know, and whether it's stormy or calm, depending on where which boat we're in, perhaps, or which section of the ocean. But it's, um, I think it's important to do that. And I also did see where a teacher had, had, you know, kids write down, these were elementary school kids, I think, or middle school, write down, you know, one or two of the struggles that they were going through mm-hmm. that, that, you know, at home or within themselves. And um, they didn't put their name on it, but they wanted to bump and put them in, in, whatever, a jar box or whatever it was. And so then the teacher shuffled them all up and then everybody would pick one out and read what it was that this, their classmate was going through. Right. Then if, if, the, if the author of the, you know, that wanted to speak up, they could, but they left it optional not to, if they didn't want to. But it was amazing how they realized everybody's going through something. Right. And it really brought several of them to tears, knowing that these things were going on in, in their classmates household, and they never knew or their, the struggles they were going through. And so it really, when we can really step back and realize, you know, most of us put on the mask, go out into the world and say, everything is fine. And it could be our world is falling apart. And that's one of the things I talk about you know, in this program I have for, uh, I wanted to mention just briefly about the ex-wives of narcissists and um, looking at sort of renaming it is regain your power, life after living with a narcissist, because, you know, we go out into the world and we pretend that everything is fine. Meanwhile, many times we're falling apart inside. And that's why it's, it's hard sometimes to recognize these people because of that. And that's why I'm putting the word out, you know, share information with your, with everybody, you know, with all the women, you know, because you just never know who's had a narcissistic father or ex-husband and they're master manipulators. So they're really good at eroding your self-esteem and your self-confidence sure happened to me. I mean, 10 years after. I realized I had no self-confidence at all. Mm-hmm. I looked, I looked at, <laughs> mm-hmm. I looked at, and when I mentioned it to people, I said, really, I always believed in you. And I said, well, I, thank you because I need to hear that. I have a, I had a hard time believing in me. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the healing process that I want to help these women go through to regain their own power 
and their own self-confidence and belief in themselves. So um, I'm grateful for the opportunity. And, you know, what's interesting about this program, and I mentioned it, we talked about it before because I read uh, to you, I read to the listeners what my angels had to say. Right. And so I truly feel it's, it, this is my mission and, and, and to help these women, you know, let go of all of that and regain the real you. And, and um, I'm, I'm grateful that I've received this opportunity. Talk about gratitude. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that um, I'm looking forward as, as people are connecting and asking questions and wanting to be part of the program. So that excites me a whole lot. And, um, and so if anybody in our listening audience is, might be of one of those women or you know of one, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with them and see if, what our healing process could do to help them. So if um, there is somebody who wants to be in touch with you about this program, where do they go, you know, to contact you? Well, uh, two easy ways. I'm on social, every social media and <laughs> almost every one, but at, at um, margaretmartin.com is my website. And you can email me at info at margaretmartin.com. And um, hey, my telephone number is 727-510-2686. Give me a call. Let's talk. Okay. You know, I was thinking, um, you know, the, the program is directed at obviously gratitude today and, and thoughtfulness and kindness and um, a program like you're talking about, you know, allows for people to be supportive and kind to one another um, because maybe they did not ever feel that they could share because, you know, what if somebody knows that I'm not the superhero out here, you know, doing my, my work or with my kids or with the school or raising money or whatever they might be doing. And so they always hid behind the image. And so the kindness that is offered in a support group like that, you know, as they learn to regain their power, the gratitude again would be that there's a place to go, you know, that there exactly. exists. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it, it's, uh, I've talked with several people that as I'm reaching out through my network and some people have said, Oh, but I'm not an ex-wife. I'm a, and I said, I know, I know. Well, I don't know that you are, I don't know your history, but here's, here's what, why this is important is it's getting the word out through, because as, as you and I both just re- said, it, many people are embarrassed. They don't want anybody to know. So if you are looking for, for them, you may not see them because in my experience, I was really good at keeping that mask on. Everything is fine in my world. And what I know is if I had heard about the possible, you know, that there might be, I, I did go to therapy and I did do several things and it helped, but I didn't get the healing work I needed. 
And that's what I've created is a healing process that will take them months instead of years like it took me. So uh-huh. that that's the thing. That's why I want people to talk about it and, and share the information. And I'm very blessed that I have, you know, people I'm connected to in the social media that are when I'm posting things or sharing it and in my newsletter and such as that. So that for that, I'm extremely grateful because it is it's such an important thing. You know, uh-huh. there are a lot of people hurting out there. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that is kind of a given. And, you know, like when you are flying or when you're in a crowd, you know, and people are not getting maybe their needs met instantly, uh, <laughs> it's not going well for them. You know, then if things are not internally going well, if all of those little cells inside of their bodies have been vibrating at a level of anger, yeah. or, you know, hurt or something that's more of a negative emotion, you know, then they don't have a lot of resources internally to give gratitude, to give love, you know, out. They, they can't, yeah. they can't do it because they're empty themselves. And so it's like refilling their bucket, but they mm-hmm. have to find out, you know, where is it leaking? You know, yeah. if there's a hole in their bucket, then they have to identify the hole. And once they identify the hole, then they can begin to make repairs and to fill it with positive rather than negative emotions. Exactly. And one of the ways I remind people, if you can, just catch yourself when you're in that state and just breathe. Focus Mm -hmm. on your heart and breathe. Because when you take your focus to your heart, it gets you out of your head where all of the stress happens and all the anger and all all the negativity. Mm -hmm. And... um, and then if you can, if, while you're breathing, think about, you know, some things for which you can be grateful. That's at least a first, first one or two tiny steps to, right. to um, being grateful and getting back to yourself back on track. You know, if you were um, looking at a child, for instance, that's, you know, five, six years old and maybe um, walking you know, with them or, or being out in the yard with them, um, but someplace out in nature, they would find within a very short period of time, so many things that were like, wow, look at this, look at this, look at this might be a ladybug, yeah. it might be a butterfly, it might be a bird, it might be, um, a, you know, rose like that was on your, but they would find all of these things because their minds are open to yeah. discovery. Um, when we become adults and we saddle ourselves with a lot of responsibilities, whether it's, you know, financial responsibilities or personal caring for children, caring for aging parents, whatever it might be, all of a sudden we stop discovering, mm-hmm. we stop recognizing that life is really a journey of possibilities and we lose sight of that. Yeah. And so I would almost say for those who are listening and they're not sure how to go about finding things to be grateful for, you know, grab your son, your daughter, a neighbor, child, uh, grandchild, somebody just grab a child and look at life a little bit through their eyes, you know, because we lose that. We lose that childlike excitement and anticipation of yeah. what's around the corner. You know, what's next? Uh, when my grandson would visit me, in Wisconsin, we lived on five and a half acres and mm-hmm. it was very private. And um, I had a, 
uh, we had people that cut the grass for us because it was way too much for us. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a lot. At one point, they did uh, occasionally they bring in a brush hog mm-hmm. because some of it we didn't, you know, like uh, cut the grass on. We just let it be wild because we had deer and we had all kinds of wild animals that joined us periodically. But I had them cut this path through part of it that uh, we didn't manicure. And so he was about five years old and he'd come up from Chicago to visit. So I had him by the hand and we did live on Native American ground. Once upon a time, you know, it was Native American. And so I told him, you know, in a, cause I'm, I'm very creative with the way I describe things. So I just said, right. well, I said, the Indians are still here but we have to learn to listen for them. And so I said, let's walk down this path. And of course, once we started on the path, you couldn't see us anymore from the backyard because uh-huh. it, was, it was just a brush hog area through it. Right. And he would totally, you know, get into it. Like I hear him, grandma, I hear him, you know, the drums <laughs> or I, I see one there. He's over in the corner. And so we would literally play this imaginary game and the gratefulness, you know, and the, the fun part of it is to experience it through their eyes. Exactly. Um, they might be grateful as they look back because they learn how to play a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, you know, we can be grateful because we've experienced life once again through the eyes of a child. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why I am so grateful for six grandchildren you know, uh, they range in age from 18 to two. Oh, wow. And, and I will tell you that um, the two-year-old gives me the very best hugs oh. ever. I mean, I mean, I've gotten hugs from all grandchildren, but this one, when I pick her up, she wraps her arms around my neck and just hugs <laughs> for, for a full minute or two even. <laughs> And I let her hug me as long as she wants, because I know that that is not going to be something she probably does for forever. And, Uh uh, but it is one of those things I just, yeah, I just uh, melt in a sense at the time. Uh So, but I do have fun with them and play with them and, and we explore and they, we go out, out in the yard and look at plants and bugs and and things like that. So yeah, that is so much fun. And it does lightens your heart. <laughs> lightens well, your and, day. And, you know, really, what I'm thinking is that a lot of people, because their lives are so stressful, you know, they're not sure how to go about finding gratitude. Exactly. And so this is a way to begin to find it. Uh, even if you don't have a child with you at the moment, just go sit, go sit outside in nature. And look around, you know, you might be grateful for uh, a, a light breeze because of the humidity and the heat that we're in right now. Yeah, you might exactly. be grateful for the sound of a songbird. You might be grateful for, um, you know, being able to go to a nearby park and, and watch, I don't know, dolphins. And we had this experience um, over a year ago now of three manatees that came in oh. very close to the shore. And we were able to take pictures of them. Oh, and that's wow. just, uh, you know, almost unheard of. Uh, so uh, and we often see dolphins at a distance, but these were within touching distance oh, where we I were. Love that. 
Right. So there's, I think nature is the best teacher for gratitude. And then, you know, it let it expand from there. Like you said earlier, you know, the, a call from a friend, you know, recognizing that maybe you can make the best cherry pie in the world and share it with family. I don't know, but you know, just, there's so much in life and it does change that vibrational frequency within us and talk about getting healthy. You know, if you've got a lot of stress and you're not experiencing much in the way of gratitude, your body is going to be experiencing the opportunity, at least for disease to take place. And if you can switch that over to a place of gratitude, then that frequency changes and the cells in your body have a chance to get healthy. Exactly. And um, so I would invite everyone to pause today and think about at least one, if not three to 15 or a hundred things for which you can be grateful mm-hmm. because, and you know, once you start just writing it down, you know, it's, it's to me, it's, there's something, and I don't know the science behind this, but there's something that makes such a difference when you put pen to paper mm-hmm. rather than just thinking it. And that's why, honestly, I sleep very well. I don't have, for uh, people talk about sleeping problems, rarely do I ever have a problem going to sleep at night because right before I turn out my light, I'm writing those gratitudes. And, yeah, so. and I, know that, I know that that makes a world of difference in my world. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share? We've talked about your program and how to sign up for that if they want to begin getting healthy after being in a very controlling, manipulative relationship. Um, We've talked about, you know, your uh, journal for gratitude. Is there anything else you would like to share before the show is over? Well, I will just say for those people who might want to purchase the gratitude journal, you can find that also on my website and at Amazon. And if you, um, it's, you know, the Chatter Matters journal, no, excuse me, your chatter matters, a journal of gratitude. So um, it's very cost effective at $9.99. And it's, it, it actually takes me two years to get through one of the journals. That's <laughs> it's, really? it's a 200 page uh, with, with quotes on every, every five pages. So uh-huh. um, yeah, it takes me and because I write it as consistently as I do, it takes me about two years to get through them. So and it's, it's got a beautiful picture of a lotus on the front that, from a painting that was made specifically for me. And, you know, that brings me a lot of joy. Oh, absolutely. So um, thank you for the opportunity to be here today. It's been fabulous. And I hope that our listeners will um, take away a few nuggets. Well, I can't imagine that they won't. Um, <laughs> so I want to uh, thank you again for, for being on the show. And I will probably uh, have you back on the show in January. Uh, we're booked out pretty far now with guests, but oh, I love good. having I love having people return because I don't think the message is ever fully comprehended. You know, the first go round. So um, almost everybody is a returning guest about every four months now, and that's fun for me too because I stay caught up with what everybody's doing in their life. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I would love that opportunity. And thank you again. It's just uh, really a, 
amazing. You do wonderful work and helping the world be a little bit better and kinder is such a such a wonderful mission. And I'm so happy you're doing that. Well, if I think if everybody would take a few minutes out of, of their personal day and just, you know, do something kind for somebody, you know, that they're encountering, whether it's at the store or in their own personal home or pick up the phone and maybe call a friend. Yeah. So. And actually that was uh, the seven-year-old granddaughter's homework yesterday was to be kind. Oh, really? So yeah, at well, least one, do one kindness. And her brother says, well, that you're not being very kind. She says, I've done one kindness. That's all I had to do. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, at least she did one. <laughs> and maybe, she did one. maybe, you know, if, if people do one, it will encourage them to do more because they like maybe the feedback or maybe just yeah. the way they feel inside, you know, she doing actually, something. She actually did more than one, but oh, you know, he wasn't feeling that she was being kind enough to him. I see. <laughs> you know okay. how brothers and sisters are. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So one, one simple kindness, you know, saying hello to your next door neighbor. We don't talk to our neighbors much anymore. No, no, that's true. And, and actually that is what Jenny was saying about her visit to Italy and this little village is, you know, the neighbors all knew each other for the most part in the village. And so when they went shopping or when they, you know, they, they have a, what they call a pause that's about three hours long in the afternoon and maybe they, um, you know, take a nap, maybe they read, maybe they garden, but, you know, they do something that is enjoyable for themselves. Yeah. And, um, you know, there is a lot more connecting, you know, in the, those kind of communities between people. And mm -hmm. we don't, we don't do it here as much because we don't walk as much. We don't, you know, we're in cars, we're in our homes, we're, you know, in and out of stores, but our lives are, are super busy and maybe we do need to just pause and slow yeah. it down. I agree. I okay. Agree. Thank well, you again, Lucy. Thank you. And uh, we will uh, see you here in January. All right. I look All forward right. to it. All right. Um, everybody out there who's listened to the show, please um, check out the website, www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. There's about 170 shows there's now. And um, so all of them are archived. Look for ones that are of interest to you. There's a synopsis for every show. And in the meantime, I want you to go out there and make this your best life. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.